Tonight on social media, right-wing conspiracy theories going viral about David Hogg, a 17-year-old Parkland shooting survivor. The unsubstantiated claims say he's a crisis actor, a trained actor who takes advantage of tragedies for political gain. The conspiracies first surfaced Monday when the fringe website Gateway Pundit posted videos and articles accusing Hogg of memorizing what they call lines when he stumbled on camera. Actually, that was a bad choice because the janitor... Sorry. He's not crying. that Hogg and his fellow students are defending the FBI after it missed warning signs because his father is a retired FBI agent. It's disgusting that these trolls are out there trying to make this about me and not the people that were murdered. By Tuesday, the conspiracy went viral on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. The president's son, Donald Trump Jr., liked two tweets. Lucian Wintrich, <laughs> the author of the Gateway Pundit God. Post, tells NBC News he meant that students are trained actors recruited from the school's drama department. We can't continue to allow American discourse to be driven by a few voices who speak the most loudly. Facebook, YouTube and Twitter all condemn the conspiracy content, adding they're removing videos and images that violate their policies. Hogg says he will not be stopped. They've created a force for people to fight against, and it's made us even stronger. It's galvanized us. Jolene Kent, NBC News. NBC News. I do not trust this uh, David Hogg character. Not, not one bit. He is very suspicious. He's become. This was the the Parkland shooting was like the catapult into the limelight for him, and he has stayed there. He's got. Well, let's find out. Millions, I predict at least millions of followers on on social media. I'm just pulling up his Twitter right now. 1.2 million. He dresses in suits. He goes on speaking tours. And he's 22 years old. So fine, fine, fine. It can be a coincidence. Not everything has to be a conspiracy theory, but this isn't really even about him. It's more about Alex Jones because it's this crisis actor conspiracy that got him in big trouble. I have this article from the Daily Wire, and I'm just going to skip down a little bit because... I haven't really done Alex Jones or even the story justice in the five minutes of coverage that I've given to the story. But it connects to everything else that we've been talking about with January 6th being the event that is meant to scare you into obedience discourage you from protesting and make your making your voice heard just like this Alex Jones case is meant to discourage you from questioning the established narrative from the article earlier this month a Texas jury ordered Jones to pay $45.2 million in punitive damages to the parents of a six-year-old child killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School mass shooting. 
The hefty charge comes on top of another $4.1 million compensatory charge that the jury directed Jones to pay to Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin, the parents of six-year-old Jesse, who was killed at Sandy Hook, alongside 19 other children and six educators. The trial is the first of three over conspiratorial comments Jones allegedly made following the Sandy Hook tragedy, denying it had happened. Jones will sit for two more trials next month, one more in Texas and another in Delaware, and face the families of more victims of the Sandy Hook massacre. The families allege that Jones defamed them in the aftermath of the tragedy. During the trial, Jones testified that the media and his critics had never allowed him to take back his comments despite his retractions and admissions that he was wrong. Heslin said that the negligence and recklessness of Alex Jones had made his life a living hell. Now, the most important part of this of this case that that is not being reported in the the mainstream media is that for you to have a defamation case against another person, that person must name you specifically. Jones never did that. So this case should already be thrown out. Instead, it's become a show trial complete with movie cameras and a judge that thinks she's the star of the show. Even the amount that they awarded to these parents who were never named is illegal because of Texas law. Even if Alex Jones loses an appeal, he won't be legally obligated to pay $45.2 million because I think, and don't quote me on this, but I believe the law in Texas says only $750,000 per defendant per charge. Which means he's only going to have to pay like $1.4 million. But none of these judgments are actually based in reality. Everything's been drummed up and over-dramatized to, as I said, discourage you and me from questioning the official narrative. The rest of this article carries the headline Sandy Hook families demand Alex Jones surrender media company control accuse him of funneling assets parents of children killed in the mass shooting at Sandy Hook Elementary School in 2012 have asked a federal bankruptcy court Thursday to order InfoWars host Alex Jones to surrender control over his media company and that's another uh, element of this case that warrants pointing out there's a statute of limitations there's steps that you must go through like writing a letter cease and desist telling them to stop but see none of this happened because they had no case
because he wasn't naming anyone specifically. According to a report by the New York Times, Sandy Hook victims have accused Jones of funneling millions of dollars to himself and family members while claiming his pockets are empty. Alex Jones is not financially bankrupt. He is morally bankrupt, which is becoming more and more clear as we discover his plots to hide money and invade responsibility. Kyle Farrar, a lawyer for the family, said, according to the New York Times. Quote, he used lies to amass a fortune, and now he is using lies and fiction to shield his money. According to filings in the Houston Bankruptcy Court, nine Sandy Hook victims' families have urged a trustee to take control of InfoWars' parent company, Free Speech Systems, which owes $54 million to PQPR Holdings, which has ties to Jones and his parents. The family's lawyers called the debt a centerpiece of Jones' plan to avoid compensating the Sandy Hook families. Holdings has, quote, no services, has no employees, and has no warehouse, the Sandy Hook lawyers claimed, adding that money that Free Speech Systems pays PQPR ends up in Alex Jones' pockets. Jones allegedly transferred approximately $62 million from his company to several accounts linked to himself and family members when the Sandy Hook families filed the lawsuit against him in 2018. So six years after the shooting happens, they file their lawsuit. R.J. Shannon, a lawyer for Jones, said the team would file a response soon with North, no further comment, according to the New York Times. Now, definitely don't believe the lawyers on either side, because lawyers lie. And I don't know, I don't know about Alex Jones. I want to believe him, but I'll just be honest, sometimes I feel like he's so phony, he's so disingenuous and fake that I don't find him believable. But I also don't have a lot of experience. I try listening to his show and and honestly it's it's those things that turn me off about it. But what I think about Alex Jones isn't really important because the law is the law and this man hasn't had an opportunity to defend himself. Not only that he's been dragged through the media and had his life completely ruined. He's barely holding on through all of this. And it's another example of the corruption in the justice department or the corruption of the justice department. Is there any good left there anymore? Some claim that whistleblowers keep coming forward, yet nothing happens and the corruption continues. But there may be something to the crisis actor argument. If you punch crisis actors into your search engine, you can look through some articles and you can view some compelling photographs. You can even find job listings for crisis actors. 
the official story on what a crisis actor is is a person that plays some displaced family and participates in large-scale drills for response to crises, crises. <laughs> but if you operate in the conspiracy community, you know that a, quote, drill is a precursor to a false flag. We also know that the mainstream media likes to reuse photos and footage from other events to use in their reporting because the good footage gets the clicks. The good pictures get people's attention. And we've seen it as recently as Ukraine. This article from Kotaku.com, which is a gaming website, Ghost of Kiev fighter pilot blowing up Russian aircraft in trending clip actually from video game. A clip of a Ukrainian fighter jet blowing up a suspected Russian aircraft started trending on social media yesterday. Many believe it was proof of the exploits of a mysterious and unverified ace pilot called the Ghost of Kiev. It was actually fake footage from the 2013 PC game Digital Combat Simulator World. And that's not the only clip. That's not the only example. They've also used footage from the game Arma Military Combat Simulator. Other examples during the COVID pandemic, using the same picture, claiming it's a different hospital when it's really the same hospital in Italy. They're saying, oh, this is going on in Texas and this is going on in Ohio. Really, all it does is create distrust for the media. And it's a good thing because you should not trust those people. They have proven to be untrustworthy. They have proven to be for sale. And now, no matter what happens, I would argue that at least half of the population isn't going to believe anything they say. Thanks. Thanks, you idiots. Now get mad at us for our conspiracy theories because you've lied for decades and we caught you. And now we don't believe you. That's what happens. That's what happens when you lie over and over again. And now CNN is trying to fight and claw their way back into relevance when we're not going to have it. We don't care. Sorry. You lied. We caught you. And now we don't trust you anymore. It doesn't matter how many anchors you fire. It doesn't matter how many new presidents you create. How many general managers? How many CEOs? You lied and we're done with you. Just burn it down. Steamroll it and start something different. You'd have a better chance. I don't necessarily know that any of this stuff that I'm reading... See, the, the, the right has its own propaganda outlets also. 
even Fox News is just exposed for uh, reporting an article that justifies the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. While it was completely broad and completely unconstitutional and illegal and violated like six constitutional rights. But it's because at the end of the day, all of these media outlets are companies. And they sell ads. They sell ad time to advertisers. Advertisers give these broadcast companies millions of dollars to run their ads so that they can sell their products to we consumers. And then they start feeling a little powerful. They start feeling a little bit wealthy. And so they say, hey, I don't like it when you talk about masks not being effective. I don't want any of our ads being played on any of this content that suggests that vaccines aren't effective, that masks don't work, that Alex Jones is innocent and his rights are being trodden upon. So if you don't stop putting out this content, well, we're not going to give you any more money. And that creates a real quandary for someone who is responsible for many employees who's trying to operate a business because it's so much easier to just say, okay, okay, I'm sorry, we'll ban these content creators. We'll ruin their lives. We'll ruin their lives so that we can keep getting the, oh, I don't know, what did Big Pharma give? It's really hard to find this data. I think uh, it was like 2018 was the most recent information. CNN got 1.8 million from Big Pharma. And we see the same thing in colleges. They're going to do what the ones with the money say. It's no different with politicians either. So I think we really need a convention of states. Now you can call a convention of states, I think, with when 34 states get involved let's see i'm gonna pull it up convention of states from convention of states.com thought it'd be good with a link to a prager U video a convention of states is a convention called by the state legislators for the purpose of proposing amendments to the constitution They are given power to do this under Article 5 of the Constitution. It is not a constitutional convention. It cannot throw out the Constitution because its authority is derived from the Constitution. And now there's a PDF. That's unfortunate. And 
a long description. This is not the one. Here we go. The convention of states procedure begins when two thirds of the state legislatures, that'd be 34, adopt the exact same resolution demanding that Congress call a convention on a particular subject written into the resolution. As soon as both chambers of the state legislature pass the application, that state becomes one of the required 34 states calling for a convention. In order for the applications to be aggregated, counted together towards the 34 state threshold, they must all cover the same topic or set of topics for a convention. Once the states reach the 34 state threshold, Congress must call the convention and designate the location and time of the convention. If it fails to exercise this power reasonably or at all, the states are at liberty to designate the location and times themselves. That sounds like our answer. That sounds like some action that we really need to take. Thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate you. Please share this show. I don't want to give Google or YouTube my money. So I'm relying on you to help me promote this show. Please do. Send me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a great weekend. I'll be back. Goodbye.